0: Four-digit extension. You may dial it at any time. If you are a distributor or a hobby shop, dial one. Mm. If you wish to place an order or to check on the status of an order, dial two. You want to place an order, Jason? For support or warranty. Uh, no, I did it on the internet. Three. I'd like a large pizza with
1: green uh, peppers. Product repair. Dial Accounting or
0: human resources. Ah, let's just dial this. Here to, let's
1: see. Please hold on while I try that extension.
0: Oh. Man, they're really courteous over there.
1: It's working. You're really nice at the front desk.
0: I know. It's not like real mean or this anything.
2: Is Brad, Brad. Yes.
0: Gotti Jr. here with Jason Rona. What's up, man? How are you? How you doing?
2: I'm doing quite well.
0: Thanks for joining us on uh, the podcast here.
2: Certainly. Never done one of these before. Oh, really? It's so new. I don't oh. know what to do.
0: <laughs> we well, just talk into the telephone. And uh I can do that. yeah, that's all you gotta do. Sweet. I handle the rest over here. Hopefully it, oh boy. hopefully all goes well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we we did a little uh intro uh basically just saying uh, Brad Geck from Element RC. <laughs> um, but uh maybe you could explain to us uh you know, uh the whole uh, team associated, associated electrics and kind of working in the new brand with Element and kind of what your position sure. is over there.
2: Yeah. So I guess we would start with, uh, you know, the kind of the structure. Uh, the company itself is AE, is Associated Electrics. Um, quite surprised by how many people didn't actually know that.
3: Hmm.
2: Um, but yeah. then from there, we become a house of brands. Uh, team Associated would handle the racing. Element RC would handle adventure. Uh, Reedy Power would handle electronics. And factory team would make everything better and that's kind of uh and that's kind of where it stands now um seems to be a clear fork in the road for people that race versus people that uh are more adventury and trail trucky yeah this helps with that break
1: yeah it makes sense
2: i mean over the years
1: you guys have kind of um promoted it or marketed things um a little bit differently at times because it was right because you've been associated electrics team associated rc10.com um there's been some variations over the years right
2: yeah yeah and there was little reasons for each one rc10.com came about because we needed a way to brand a vehicle on tv that was moving quickly uh, with information Mm -hmm. you could retain and Team yeah. associated is pretty, pretty long-winded and hard to remember, whereas RC-10 is pretty quick. Uh-huh. That, was, that was the genesis behind the creation of that. Hmm. That's why there's head, uh, RC-10 headlight buckets on the front of short-course trucks and things like that, because that's the, the prominent spot that you see it on the track and on TV. Yeah, oh. And, uh, yeah, that's wow. why we were there.
0: You guys put some thought into that.
2: Actually, we got lucky. Um, we were working with Ricky Johnson who had that particular spot open. He said, well, you can have the headlight. We're like, well, <laughs> I guess we could make that work. And we tried to cram team associated in the headlight, couldn't make it work. <laughs> Went with RC 10 and, and then it kind of became a thing to where all of a sudden RC 10 with a red frame was on the, the headlight of, of all kinds of trucks everywhere, even RC cars. So
1: wow,
2: it kind of took on a life of its own.
1: Yeah. And it was kind there of serendipitous was,
2: uh, in a way. Uh, um...
1: <laughs> There's kind of an initiative there for a while where the even the racers were using that uh, yeah. on their uh, short courses and truggies and anything that needed headlights. It was like, hey, we might as well tie it into the race scene too, right?
2: Right. Yeah. So it was pretty cool how that kind of just it all worked out. You know. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was basically came about just as uh, it was a real estate issue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. So. Um, Kind of explain for the people that don't know, I guess, kind of when you got started at Associated and kind of what your, uh, you know, job responsibility has been there over the years.
2: Okay. Well, I started in 2001, March of 2001. Um, I started working uh, in the warehouse. I was basically sweeping floors and um, checking in boxes of plastic that came in from the molder hmm. uh, and everything kind of in between, you know, if you needed a truck unloaded or something like that. I was your guy. And then uh, because I was a racer and working with the parts and stuff in the back, um, it was kind of a no-brainer that I did quality control. So then I sat with the parts and made sure that they were molded correctly and machined to spec and all that, which moved me Mm -hmm. into customer service, eventually into LRP, um, uh, being a specialist for that brand. Kind of uh, stoked the social media fire from there and started working to create that. And, uh and then took the position of marketing manager um, a couple of years back and that's where I'm at now
1: good so yeah I mean so kind of when you made that transition when you got in <laughs> we'll say inside and you're uh, <laughs> doing some of the the marketing and uh, social media stuff what's uh, I, I know you do a lot of photo photography type things as well um, yeah how do you think things sort of gravitated towards that direction do you think that was Something that you kind of liked about certain things or that was a, a niche or a hole that you needed to fill with associated that, that wasn't at the time?
2: Uh, honestly, a little bit of both. Um, I have a passion for t- photography and you know, capturing the moment, if you will. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I saw that there was a hole um, in, in our social media program. Um, we've been around forever and some of the old world dogs that are in the building didn't quite understand the value of, uh, of social media at the time, so that took some convincing to show them what the potential was, and they basically said, "Well, here's the keys. Um, yeah, show us what you're talking about." So that's, that's kind of yep. what I had been trying to do, and over time they got it too, and then uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where we're at now.
1: So here's the keys to the shop. So as yeah. um, you know, as as you move along, and uh, you know, we're uh, obviously deeper and deeper into racing, um, you know, over the years. And, um, tell us how this, uh, this kind of the brand restructuring and kind of getting into the element, how did that, uh, kind of start to take place?
2: Well, we, I basically went into them. I, I'm a trail truck guy. Personally, I, I stopped racing years ago when, the, when, the, when I had children and they had no interest in RC cars. So it kind of fell by the wayside for me, them being the priority, um, but as a modeler from, from my youth, trail trucks were really interesting to me because I could, I could make them personal. I could really, you know, tinker with them. I'm more of a tinkerer. Um, mm-hmm. So I went there to them and, and, and kind of tried to explain to them the value of this segment. And it was kind of much like the social media thing. It was like, if you think there's value and you can make something of this and uh, we'd love to hear your ideas give us some market research and give us kind of a plan. And uh, I was tasked with that. And um, mm-hmm. so far it seems to be printing out okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, obviously the, the fact that you see the uh, um, the necessity to kind of have a, a separate brand and kind of uh, almost launch a new brand. Um, yeah. For this type of vehicle or vehicles, uh, it seems to it seems to point its way to the fact that it's that it's, it's could be something pretty large.
2: Absolutely, um, that was another reason why we we, had a, a, um, we decided to make another brand versus making an enduro under Team Associated. One thing that I found pretty pretty fast was is that uh, racers don't want to hear about beadlock wheels. And trail truck guys don't want to hear about tapered pistons and slipper settings. You know, mm-hmm. it's, um, there's, a, there's a clear fork in the road. And when mm-hmm. I would post things, for example, like on our CR12, for example, on our, on our page, um, it was crickets. You post something racing yeah. and it's alive. And it's just because yep. over the years we've set ourselves up as a, as a race team, as a race organization, and, and uh, subsequently we've pulled together racers. So yep. um, yeah, that to me made it made it pretty clear. Plus, then it gives us the ability to uh, tell different stories. The story for Team mm-hmm. Associate is much different than the story for Element RC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's yeah, a lot I mean, more It cleans things up.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, and you know you can see, and uh, you know part of this was you you had to uh, essentially uh, build a new or or relaunch the website, right?
2: Yes, that was uh, so, quite an uh, undertaking as well. <laughs> so
1: before you even say anything, what kind of job is this? <laughs> it's doing a website. Yeah, it's got to be exciting. Yeah, like I mean, I know we've done it uh, with consoles, wild. but I mean, for you guys, it's for you guys, it's or anybody uh, that's been in business that long and and have that many products, Ugh.
2: it's nuts, right? It's wild. I, an interesting bit of information, just a small sidetrack here, is I was asking somebody internally to do some data for me, to do some research, and he came back to me with the, the info. I asked, how many vehicles has Team Associated or Associated Electrics put out since day one?
1: Uh-oh.
3: Do you
2: have any guess how many it would be? I was shocked.
1: <sighs> I mean, I'm just going to take a complete guess and say— Yeah, total guess. Uh, total guess and say 200. That's 200. A, okay.
2: Ooh,
0: I was going to say 223.
2: You guys are pretty close. The Enduro was actually number yeah. four hundred eight.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, we were close.
2: Yeah, real close. Yeah, that's off. what I said too. I said, "Wow, it's got to be I don't know 200, 250 pieces." Now it's it's the uh, the RC ten V two, the B two basic, the B two sport, the B two factory team. You know all the stuff. But either way, mm-hmm. four hundred eight yeah. vehicles. Wow, Banana. Yeah,
0: that's an interesting fact.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, and, yeah, um, we, we've been around a long time, and we have data for all that stuff, and photography for all that stuff, and people still asking for parts for RC1s. And so, yeah, creating um, a fairly uh, easy, navigatable site with all that data hmm. has been quite an undertaking. <sighs> we've been working on it for yeah, well and over then, a year.
1: And, and what I've noticed doing this, um, you know, when we've done it a couple times is you know when you and then when you do it uh, inevitably the the last time you did it you're like okay let's take the photos of these products and then we have a description and then we have this and then inevitably when you do it again you're like well let's do the photo again yep. and then uh, is this description right yeah. and then do they all match and i mean it is a complete nightmare, nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a
2: complete nightmare and then and then you you have to it goes even deeper than that, because our system, our website, is, it, it's much uh, more complicated than I would think a typical website is. We have to handle uh, direct purchases from racers, so each individual account and in their each individual discount structure. Um, mm-hmm. And then some people get uh, some people race for Team Associates, some people race for Reedy, some people race for factory team. There's going to be ambassadors for LMNRC. Each person has their different portal. But all of that uses the same shopping cart. Mm-hmm. So the background behind this stuff, that was kind of another reason we needed to build a solid Umbrella Corporation model and for brand. It made the website structure that much smoother. Yeah. It also takes us back to where we kind of should have been all along. Mm-hmm. The company is Associated Electrics, the brands, and then, and then so on. It got a little messed up yep. over time, but I think we've circled back. Hmm
1: yeah and and like you said it's important because i think um like you said you have you've had over 400 vehicles over a period of time but i think the other thing that's uh you know because i've sat here and thought about all this kind of stuff um you know when i see the new website and then i start you know thinking about the things too and i'm like you know there's all these um you know the the industry goes through cycles and as the manufacturer you're kind of reacting to these cycles where it's like oh you know first of all it's like oh you got you got the race cars then you go to rtr race cars and then you have these offshoots of race cars that are um kind of made out you know it's like has some of the parts of a race car but it's really more of a basher car and um and then it's like you have all these different aspects, but it's kind of follows the trends and then I think that's where a lot of these things do get mixed up because you're almost following the trends faster than you can kind of keep the company organized. Yeah.
2: Um, very much so. And yeah, and you know, all right. Mean, we, we have that, that same the company, thing just sure. on a
1: smaller level.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are definitely always out in front of the company, towing the company along. But I think that's what keeps you on the cutting edge. If you wait and, and you keep the company out front, then you will always be behind. Yeah. You have to get out in front and and, and then make sure that the company is in tow.
1: Hmm. So um, talking a little bit more, uh, you know, we'll talk a little more element. We're going to talk around a little bit because we'll, we'll get yeah, you worry. to talk a little bit about the team associated stuff too. But um, yeah you know, kind of get this Element RC stuff out there. Um, tell us about the truck and the uh, that you uh, just showed and sort of uh, kind of what went into that and sort of the process of, of building and designing this truck and then uh, kind of getting it out there.
2: Well, it's been quite a road. Uh, it was March of last year. We sat in a conference room and said, well, we're going to call it Element RC and we're going to do these things and we're going to make these promises and we're going to, um, we're going to stimulate this market. And, uh, how are we going to do it? And we started at that round table talking about a car and uh, we just announced that car, just released that car as the Enduro just a couple of days ago. So from March of last year until now is how long it took to tell the world that it even existed. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty, that was quite a road. Um, did you have to convince
0: anybody, or was everybody on board? Oh,
2: for sure. Yep. You got to imagine, I'm in, a, I'm in a building full of racers. Right. So they <laughs> look at me, and they look at a trail truck, and they think, but I can walk faster than that. You know? <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> but for the very first time ever, I had Cliff Lett uh, out at a trail truck event this weekend, and he looked like a kid in a candy shop. <laughs> um, it was like Christmas morning. Um, and he completely understood right away. Um, it's It takes us back to kind of uh, those outdoor RC days where you would charge off your car battery and you'd sit in a folding chair and you spent most of your day talking because you were waiting forever for the battery to charge. Yeah, It's a lot more of that oh. and a lot less of, of the actual competitiveness of it, which is really for a mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, that was in March of last year. Um, just like any, I would expect any manufacturer to do. You look at the market, you look at what's there, you look at what may, they may be doing right or wrong. And then, uh, and then you look at the customer, what do they want? Um, uh, you kind of, you hope you get it right when you think, what do they need? And then you go to work. Um, we developed a car pretty fast, immediately took it out to rocks and started to try to ruin it, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you should have called me that's up. The way to describe mm-hmm. it. I could have product test that for you
2: yeah right <laughs> um and and then kind of just went from there and then as we went uh, we went through different variations of the transmission. the transmission started out kind of simple, and then we had some ideas on how to make it you know we went down a different road that didn't pan out, so I've got various different transmissions here that we've tried um, yeah, we definitely jumped all over the map um, but I think the piece that we've that we announced and we're about to release is is quite special um it's innovative, it's easy to drive, it's easy to work on, and it's durable. But more importantly, I think, it doesn't, it doesn't break up the aftermarket. We didn't design a vehicle that requires the aftermarket to go back to the drawing board and redo everything. We wanted to come in and play ball. We wanted to come in and stimulate versus trying to rewrite. I don't think that that's a good idea. Yeah. They had already created something special. Uh, the aftermarket was huge. And then we just wanted to play, like I said, so that that was really it was a bit difficult to create something that could use most of the parts that exist, but still be something new and special. Mm-hmm. So uh, honestly, our engineer Aaron Lane, I think he nailed it it's um, I've driven every trail truck on the planet that's currently available it is without question, the best trail truck I've ever driven, and obviously I have a Biased opinion, but um, it is really good. I'm proud of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, is it um, as you're getting closer here? I mean, I'm like you said. I mean, uh, if it's a a year and a half run, getting this brand and and getting things going, Mm -hmm. um, it's got to be a big relief to kind of be able to show something and and then get. Uh, like a get cliffed out at an event to sort of um, get some approval on this thing, right?
2: Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so how did we not only did you know ask, I remember asking them specifically, you know, not only how did we do, but what do you think? And you know, mm-hmm. there was a good 10, 12 second pause of just kind of staring up at this guy to formulate an answer. There was so much to take in. Um, it was definitely, uh, he is a very fatherly-like figure here, so to have him say, you guys did it well, this is awesome, um, I'm excited, feels good. Yeah. It's hard to impress a Yeah, I can definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to impress one of the old guys, right?
2: Yeah, they've been doing it forever. Mm-hmm. And then we also take a big risk, you know? We have a bread and butter, and we've, we've refined the system, and then for me to say, hey, give mm-hmm. me this, Give me this chunk of capital and let me go out and on this adventure, and uh, and then and then cap that with a trust me. It's got to be a pretty tough thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thankfully, thankfully he allowed me to do it. Allowed the team to do it, and uh, hopefully we didn't let him down.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, what what I see is, um, you know, you can see a, a ton of effort and kind of passion going in here. And, and you know, and it's kind of spilling out online uh, through social media. Um, you can see that you have some guys now that that are there at the shop or involved with this associated electrics that are passionate about these trucks, right?
2: Yes. Absolutely, yeah. The good and, thing is most of them in here already kind of were. You know, everybody's kind of mountain biker, camper, four by four on the weekend type people. They just mm-hmm. hadn't done it in RC yet.
1: Yeah. And and I th- I think that's probably a, a huge advantage when you're kind of getting into this in long term that you can have some more people that maybe used to be active in RC but now have a a reason to kind of get back out and want to be active again, right?
2: Yeah. That is one thing that we have that's at a very big advantage is we have that legacy. I mean if I had a dollar for everybody who said I used to have one of those gold pan cars, boy. <laughs> woo, I'd be living on the beach somewhere, you know. Um Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's good and there's a lot of that coming back right now. Uh, when people we this the transmission in this new vehicle we've dubbed the Stealth X. So oh, when people mm-hmm. are revisiting the Stealth name, they're like, "Wow, you know, Stealth, you know." But they don't realize is that some of the that's the most copied transmission in the history of the sport. Um, mm-hmm. That three-gear transmission is used across the board on all kinds of different vehicles in, in small yeah. variations, but it all started with the Stealth. Even the mm-hmm. modern transmission that's in a modern-day, most popular trail truck is a three-gear Stealth transmission. Yeah, so it's it kind of cool to be able to revisit Stealth and turn it on its ear. We, we rewrote Stealth with this transmission, and it's really the heart of mm-hmm. the vehicle It's simple and innovative at the same time, which is always a hard thing to hit.
1: So uh, how about a couple, you know, besides the transmission, um, talk a little bit about, um, you know, the direction you went with uh, the body on this vehicle and then the wheels and tires. Because that's obviously... Maybe one of the biggest things, right? Um, you got to have yeah, the right certainly. look and the right size. Uh, maybe you're
2: going to a book that
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: Yeah, so, okay. Well, again, we looked at the market. What is the market missing? For me, it was missing a late 80s Dodge. Um, mm-hmm. It was also missing. Uh, it was a bummer that when you had a trail truck or something to that effect, you got to either peel the tires off the wheels or you got to just throw out the system, right? And then you got to get a different wheel and you got to get a different tire. And you, gotta, you just started and you're already 80, 90, 100 in the hole. Mm. And that's cool mm-hmm. and all. And that's a great way to personalize. I'm all for it. But it'd be nice if you could work with what you had a little bit first and kind of get your feet wet. So that dictated the beadlock. We're going that way no matter what. We want this to be a, a utility piece. And then you look at the beadlock, and it's like, okay, well, there is a popular hub on the market called an SLW that's used regularly by, by people all over the map. Let's put that hub on the back. Okay, so then we offer that utility. So, again, stimulating the aftermarket. <clears throat> the tire size excuse <clears> me, <throat> is pretty popular and very regular for the trail truck scene. That was kind of already written. We have a relationship with both method and general tire. Again, that was a, mm-hmm. just kind of way it worked out general tire uh, is missing from the, from the market. No one had made a general tire yet. So again, it's just kind of serendipitous. It just worked out that way. Um, we were able to work with a really good compound, and the tire came out really well. Um, so, so we're proud of that. And then um, <clears> that was looking at the car, the, you know, the body. A licensed body comes with cost. And inevitably, that cost is always passed to the customer. The manufacturer is mm-hmm. not going to keep that cost to themselves and, and just eat it. It's never going to happen. So, right. well, why burden a customer with that cost when they're typically going to pull the body off and pick up something from J Concepts or from Proline or somebody else anyway. So, let's make something that looks really cool of the era. Make it two-piece so it's got utility. You can put your cage on the back or you could do this, that, or the other thing. And, um, and just leave it open. Uh, so that's what we did. Made a truck that looks kind of 80s Dodge, but a lot of people see other things in it. They see kind of Ford Ranger. I've heard people say GMC. Um, so that's good. That, that's why we went non-licensed. Is basically so that we didn't burden the customer with cost. Yeah. If you look at a vehicle, a typical trail truck, that has a license, something, it's going to be $50, 60 $70 more retail. And that's simply because of the license. Wow. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's one of the things that uh, we didn't want to do. We didn't want to burden the customer. Again, those licensed products already exists from companies like J Concepts.
1: And then, obviously, you got to—and then the body itself, it it does have some kind of crossover appeal anyway, and and it still looks attractive, and it kind of has the look uh, there already, right? Yeah.
2: Yep. It's a a truck that doesn't really exist. Um, It was kind of modeled after a late-'80s power wagon, or Dodge Ram W150, I guess you could say. But they never made this Mm -hmm. particular vehicle in an extra cab short bed. The extra cab was only made in the long bed a short bed was only made in a standard cab so it was kind of a a mix of vehicles to give us our right proportion i like it i think mm-hmm. it came out pretty darn good for being yeah right. i think it looks good so as far
1: as this um the the whole package uh, unit coming together uh is this this is an uh, assembled kit uh first out or um yes there will be a full ready to run how- first Okay, so it so the uh, the first one is a is a ready to run and it's yeah. uh, a website price three fifty right is that what it is yes
2: yep three forty nine ninety
1: nine yeah I mean when you look at the price I mean the price seems very reasonable uh, yeah compared to with like you said with what's out there and it seems like you're getting a real nice uh, product
2: there yeah yeah um, we tried to include some of the upgrades that are typically purchased. Right away, you know, steel links or metal links, speedlock lock wheels, good tires, two-piece body, LEDs. We tried to give you all of that stuff. And quite honestly, by not doing a licensed body, we then afford those, those liberties.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it looks, it looks good. And uh, so how soon are we looking at uh, this guy coming in?
2: it's in route to us now. Ooh. Um, they're, they're only a couple of weeks away. I'm not going to say two weeks, <laughs> Yeah, but they're, they're a yeah. couple of weeks away.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the two week close. joke is just, uh, being in the business. It's definitely old, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, it is what it is. You know, it, it just makes me laugh. Every time I hear it, I think of, uh, I picture Tom Hanks from the money pit, you know, <laughs> How long to finish the whole yeah. house? Ah, two weeks. It's been three months. They said it would take two yeah. weeks. You know, so yeah. it is what it is. We never we're, We never want to miss a date. If we give a date, that's the day we want to hit. But there are so many variables that yeah. you're fully aware of with customs and manufacturing and changes and blah, blah, blah. hmm
1: So, uh, you yeah, know, I notice um, a lot of cool uh, things, you know, when you follow the... Uh, the page you know i've obviously obviously i followed the pages right away between facebook uh, instagram uh there's a couple of groups that started right away you guys probably started one yep. and then other ones just kind of pop up uh yep. at the same time but you guys got some um got some kits out there or some vehicles out to um you know different youtube personalities and some ambassadors and Uh, What has that process been like, kind of getting that stuff out early and trying to, you know, get that brand um, In the market where people can see it before you actually have the product, I guess
2: well um, I'm quite familiar with the concept of of, you know, getting the cars out. I basically used our racing model You know, we we do this all the time You know Mm -hmm. these racers uh, throughout the globe have these cars ahead of people and that's how we test and that's you know how we pull data so we, we were very familiar with that process. Um, the hardest part was involving people that we didn't really know, like we, like we know racers, like we know our team, and giving them information that not even everybody in the building was aware of. So that yeah. was a bit nerve-wracking. In the, as long as I've been here uh, 19 years now, I don't think I've ever seen a secret this well-kept. Me either. Usually there's some sort of leak, <laughs> some sort of something, wow. some sort of fake Facebook post, some sort of, my buddy said that mm-hmm. this one, this one we're pretty proud of. This one we kept, we were able to keep pretty but, close to the chest.
0: It didn't get out of Area 51.
2: It was, it was not easy to do, you know. <laughs> we have a two-story building here, and, and, and to go from upstairs where we are, downstairs, we have to go to the lobby, so you'd have to phone downstairs ahead of time. Anybody there? <laughs> before you come down the we didn't really? wear the apparel that was here ahead of time you know you have to tell people ahead of time that are manufacturing your product what the name is and what that you know but let's just say for example the, the people that make our pit mat these are some of our racers too so we have to tell them about the brand they're going to make this product they know ahead of time now mm. so there's these all these all these lines that are out in the water and you got to not have them cross over and you got to be careful and we're very fortunate to have some really great partners, though, and uh, it all worked out great.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it, from my standpoint, you know, I, you know, I hadn't heard of the of the name, or, um, you know, like you said, it was it was very well kept, and uh, probably definitely one of the better uh, the better releases uh, that the company has done, definitely in my opinion
2: yeah uh, we're definitely. very proud of this one. I would say the second probably would be uh b six um, when we showed up in Europe yeah. six cars uh, that was that was that was pretty fun. That was a really good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this definitely rivals that yeah that was a yeah, that was a good one
1: too.
2: yeah yeah those two those two were quite fun
1: so if we're you know we're a couple weeks away. Let's say <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> a couple weeks away. <laughs> Two weeks. Um, And then, uh, of course, the guys are going to uh, get this thing the market and uh, ship out to normal distribution dealers, customers. Um, I, I, I saw a couple things that are, are kind of unique about uh, on one of the videos where uh, the box kind of is, is like a fold-out mini garage, right?
2: Yeah, in fact, our entire teasing campaign that you saw, where the car was being built in the garage, that was all being built in the box.
1: Right. Yeah. So, well, well, yeah, I mean, that was that that was definitely cool, very unique, and um, seemed like it, it got a lot of people interested. And um, I guess what I, one of the things I was going to ask is, did anybody ask to get your garage stuff before the truck? <laughs>
2: Yes, because, you know, I, I also, the, w- one of the ways I uh, I pooled data, one of the ways I, I was cr- um, checking everybody out and seeing what they were interested in was I created my own trail trucking Instagram page called Gecko Trails. And in there, mm-hmm. I would try different photo styles, different posting styles, different wording styles to see what everybody was into. And then I used that information um, with Element. So, the, you know, that learning curve was was quite fun. <laughs> um, yeah. This has been a pretty pretty interesting experience. It's definitely a lot different than the original yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, you kind of develop this, uh, over the years, this style with the race cars and how they release and, and getting them out. And over the years, I think, You know, uh, obviously, when my racing heyday was, it was a new car was. uh, It didn't happen very often. It was always really big news and a really big thing. But as the years kind of go by, the you know the we're releasing new cars more often, so the the shine kind of starts to wear off of having a new car because everyone's like, well, there's a new car every two years, or there's a new car every year, or. It'll if you combine the weeks. whole
2: industry, there's a new car every couple of months, weeks. right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I, I would what so, I re- typically refer to that as the Amazon Prime mentality. Mm-hmm. I want it today. I want it right now. You know?
3: Yeah.
2: And, uh, and that's the thing about so, race cars. Is a, a B6.1 is really just an RC10 refined. The 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 growth mm-hmm. of the car never, ever stops. When we release mm-hmm. the car, we're already on to the next one. We basically have to grab engineering at snippets of time and say, okay, right here, this is when we're going to announce it. And then we keep going and we keep progressing. Um, mm-hmm. It never really stops. And then the kind of the market yes. started putting the year mm-hmm. on some model names and stuff like that. And it's not something we prefer. We would absolutely not like to go down that road, but it's, uh,
3: mm-hmm.
2: it's the ball field that we play in now. Hmm. Okay. Hold hold on did
1: you send it over to him? Yeah, more time. Okay, thank you.
2: Good
1: yeah. Still trying to work over here too.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know how it goes. Yeah, so oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it, like you said, that stuff we wish it didn't develop as fast, but that's the market now and things are moving along. Um so I guess that brings us to a, a team associated thing, is we got the B seventy four, right? Mm-hmm. um you want to talk a little bit about that project and um uh, kind of you know where it's going and and uh and then the release i think is is very soon here
2: yes um in fact um yeah it's it's uh, they're being palletized and being ready to get out as we speak um so we have quite a few in the building now um most race cars are are the genesis of them is, is pretty typical across the board. Um, tracks get more grip. Motors motors get more power. Um, all of that equates to the necessity for more durability. They want it to be lighter. They want it to be more nimble, but it's got to be strong. And then it's got to be adjustable on top of all that. All of that is easy to make. But then you have to be able to manufacture it. And then it gets sticky. Um, so it's it's just... <clears throat> it's about... What can we create? What can we create for a realistic price points? Um, we could make cars that were $2,000 that would be the greatest, greatest thing ever, but nobody would buy them. So it's just kind of this uh, juggling act of making something that's competitive, uh, but it's also realistic. Um, and I think the D74 pushes that envelope. It is very realistic, but it's also an incredibly tunable vehicle quite strong and it, those check boxes I mentioned before it's fast it's nimble and adjustable
3: mm-hmm.
2: so most race cars are dictated by, <clears throat> by, by, you, by you the racer what do you need what do you want um, where's the grip going what's the battery size that's hot right now what's the hot motor you know that dictates internal gearing and things like that you know what's the arm sweep what's the dog bone sweep what's the diff height it's it's we are splitting frog fur at this point yeah it's really it's it's definitely more it's definitely more difficult to refine these things at at this point the ball is pretty darn round it is
1: so um getting into this this car release uh you think this is this is something that's you said it's They're on pallets, they're ready to ship to distribution then? Is that what that means? Yep,
2: yep, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, in fact, I believe, uh, yeah, I saw some out there uh, today when we were out for lunch and whatnot, uh, getting palletized. So typically the way that it works is they go as far from us as possible, and then we work our way back so that ideally everybody would have them about the same time. It's a juggling thing, and it never pans out the way that you want it to, but there's always a plan. And then you kind of ride the tide. Yeah. But right now everything's leaving out of the warehouse. So it's only a matter of time.
1: And, um, so I don't know, Gotti, if you want to kind of look around and, uh, I think we had some questions for Brad kind of get a couple things going.
0: Yeah. Um, these are all element questions. Um, is Element planning on assembling a travel race team to attend events much like AE does, or is the goal of this brand aimed more towards non-racing events?
2: It's definitely aimed to non-racing events, but um, that's tough. And, it, it, and it's tough because of the way that it was worded. Because there are there are definitely events, but there are more gatherings than they are uh, a competitive moment. Yeah. Sure, there are trail talk competitions and stuff, but there are... Definitely have, air definitely has more of a gathering feel than it does a chasing checkered flag feel. Okay. So um, we would use our same style. We would absolutely use ambassadors and influencers and things like that. Um, but I, I would be hard-pressed to think that we would have a specific team of, of, you know, of the Rivkins and the Evans and these type of guys that would go just to be successful and, and win. It would be more like we would send people out or we would go out as individuals just to represent and to be part of it. So the same but different. Okay. And again, that's one of the reasons we went with a different brand so that we can do it a different way.
0: Uh, oh, go ahead, Jason. You can say something.
2: No, no go
1: ahead.
0: Oh, this question is from Eric. Uh, he asks What will Element RC bring to the table that no other manufacturer has done yet?
2: Oof, good question. Um, well, I would hope a few different things. Um, first and foremost, would be 50 plus years of legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not. Uh, th- this might be a new brand, but the heart behind this brand um, has been doing it for over five decades. That experience um, helps us with molding and materials and machining and um, geometry. Um, Distribution, customer service—all the things that come, that kind of tend to be hurdles for a new company. Uh, I would think that we have those firmly in place, uh, as well as uh, a global distribution network. It's also something that a typical new company would have would struggle with. We're very fortunate in that respect that we have that legacy behind us. Yeah. Uh, on top of the fact that we've made some things that um, we recognize holes in the market. For example, I cannot find, and I'm not aware of, a shock in the trail truck market that doesn't eventually pour all its oil out the bottom. <laughs> they, um, the shocks, they go through an, an uh, incredible amount of, of load and side load in these trail trucks, not, yeah. like, not like a race car.
3: Hmm.
2: So you're constantly wallowing out the bottom, the, the O-ring area. So it's difficult to make a shock. We already know that from racing. Again, we've been doing it for over five decades. We've, we've got the shock thing
3: yeah,
0: be
2: well dialed in. So our shocks are butter. And, and I would expect to see them hanging on multiple vehicles besides ours. And then, uh, and then the transmission. Uh, the transmission is a, is a big deal. Overdrive to the front axle um, is key. If you've ever driven a real car with a locked front diff, it doesn't turn. Oh. It doesn't turn at all. Wow. Um, if you do it in a parking lot, it barks and hops, and it's terrible to do. It's, it's not a very fun experience. Well, the overdrive helps with that. The reason it hops and jitters is because the outside tire can't turn faster than the inside tire. By overdriving the entire front axle, you kind of cheat that effect. So we can utilize now this 45 degrees of steering. It will almost turn within its wheelbase, which is pretty impressive. I'm not aware of Mm -hmm. another, another trail truck on the market that will even come close to that, not without modification. So... And then we made that transmission available to the public and be able to bolt in other vehicles. And we're going to sell that transmission for $51. Damn. So, I mean, I was quite shocked by the fact that by that price. I just saw it yesterday, I think. And I was shocked. That is incredibly cheap. <laughs> You're like, score... <laughs> yeah, and I I, I definitely s I definitely expect this transmission to be in other vehicles besides ours. It mm-hmm. will be an advantage in almost every vehicle. So yeah, and that's that's kind of what we what we hope to bring or what we plan to bring different.
0: That answers that. Um mm-hmm. uh, will there be any licensed bodies from Element? Maybe something we haven't seen on the market yet?
2: You know, um, I'm not one to ever say never. Um, but as I explained before, mm-hmm. um, licensing comes with a burden. And uh, we, we work for the customer, right, at the end of the day. If the customer demands a licensed body, then that's something we would definitely have to visit. But I would think that the customer would appreciate the fact that we've left that open for them. We haven't burdened them with the cost. Um, As I said, most people go out and they buy something different. They personalize it, they paint it, they cut it, they do whatever they're going to do to it. Um, So at this point, there is no plans for any licensing, but that doesn't mean it won't change tomorrow.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, With monster trucks racing on the rise, are there any plans to adapt the Sendero platform or axles into a monster truck?
2: Well, we do have solid axles now, don't we? Mm. Um, It would it wouldn't necessarily translate straight into a monster truck. You know, Jason would be able to describe that more. It's quite a bit narrower than a monster truck and some stuff like that, but it's um, not my
1: question, by the way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I understand. That
1: wasn't, that wasn't my question. (laughs)
2: Um, yeah, it says, yeah, but again, again, we never say never, uh, if monster trucks grows, as, as you stated, it is growing. I can see that as well. Um, yeah, we absolutely keep, try to keep our finger on all those pulses and, um, yeah you never know
0: that was uh from uh jr whoever that is initials
2: oh okay
0: jason rona
1: (laughs) i'm actually trying to think who jr would be
0: no it's not from jr (laughs) i just made that up jason rona get it your initials are jr jason oh that's right they (laughs) are are (laughs) okay (laughs) okay Uh, let's see, this is a question from Chris. How do you convince a go-fast driver that crawling while slow offers something too?
2: Hand him the transmitter. It's the same thing that I would do to anybody who, who is in trail trucking and wants to know about racing. Come over here. Grab this radio. Mm-hmm. Give it a whirl. If it's for you, you'll know in the first two corners. If hmm. the trail trucking's for you, you're going to know around the first two bends. It was that way for all of us. I'm sure you guys can say the same. I think the best thing mm-hmm. you can do is give the person a transmitter.
0: Yeah, try it the out. The cool thing
2: about trail trucks, too, is you don't have to worry about giving them your polished two wheel buggy and they're going to go out and they're going to destroy it. So you can drive a trail truck like a complete beginner um, and you're really not going to hurt them. It's, it takes quite a bit to break them. You have to really try hard.
0: Mm. <laughs> Sounds like something for me, Jason. <laughs> it
2: does. It really does. Let's get your name yeah, written so all over it.
0: I destroyed RC cars.
2: <laughs> These are pretty hard to destroy. Um, mm. we put them through hundreds and hundreds of miles. Um in totally stock form.
0: Yeah. Yep. yeah. You guys still should have called me and tested it, but uh I really would have put it through the ringer.
2: Maybe, maybe for the maybe for the next round, maybe for the future we'll have to we'll have to hit you yeah, up. Yeah, you could have said
0: Gotti Jr. tested. Everybody would have been like and everybody would have been like, "Oh wow, that must really hold up."
1: And
0: it passed. Diamond. Yeah. Oh man. The
1: ultimate testimonial.
0: It is. It really is, especially if you see me race. All right. um, (laughs) Yeah. Chris also says, "Are you more about the scale appearance or the scale performance?"
2: I'd like to think that we're we're uh, kind of a a marriage of both. Uh, Both are important. Me as an individual, I'm more of a scale guy. But John Schultz who works for us, and he does a lot of our R&D and did a lot of the testing on the vehicle. He's more of a comp guy. He wants the vehicle to perform. He doesn't care what it looks like. Mm. So when we pull together kind of both of that bits of information, I think we're somewhere in between. It will be an incredibly competitive vehicle, uh, no doubt about it, just like anything else that would come out of AE. But we also may look cool, too. So a little bit of both.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, he also asked favorite scale body, either current production or dream body.
2: Ooh, um, gosh, I am a Dodge guy. Um, so a W one hundred and fifty, like a legitimate W one hundred and fifty, would be sweet. Or like, um, uh, like a Power Wagon um, SUV would be pretty cool. most everything's been done. Yeah, you know, there's some, there's a few things that that haven't really been touched. Um, but most things have been done. I would like to see... Uh, probably... Gosh, that's tough. Like I said, most has been done. I would like to see more done with, with liveries and whatnot. Maybe harken back to some things that like used to come off the lot. In the 70s and 80s, cars came off the lot with graphics and vinyl, and they were very kind of wild i guess you could say (laughs) stripes and things like Mm -hmm. that i'd like to see a little bit more of that Hmm. stuff's a little more plain now um yeah trail truck guys tend to personalize this stuff anyway so yeah it's the cover of the book and it's got to be nice otherwise they never open the book but Hmm. once they're into the book and stuff like that they're looking to change that cover
0: i'm amazed i'm amazed what those guys do
2: same here. Yeah, I mean, uh, just, we were at an event this week, and there was a guy. You, you lift up the hood, and the engine was there, and the pulleys, the crank pulley turned, and it turned an alternator, which turned a power steering pump.
3: Oh my God! And, and it was
2: it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> if you got down with your camera and you photographed it the right way, you'd probably be able to, you know, bet people and take their money that it wasn't real. You know, jeez, it's, it's pretty pretty amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so let's, let's talk works. about that
1: side of the the uh, the scale part. Um, I know it's something we talk about here. Um, Paul Paul started saying that it's uh, it's Barbies for men, and then I started I started seeing you guys saying full dollhouse.
2: Yeah. So that's that's there's a, that's what we have. What we say coming, inside is when you're when you're scaling out, you're you're going dollhouse. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> but. Yeah, you know it. Um, I like to think of it like the RC ten was, where it was it was blue chassis and green chassis and dyed arms and it was personalized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of what this is. The dollhouse yeah. thing is more like when uh, you know, and Spaceballs when he kicks open the door. No, I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. <laughs> it's, it's that yeah. kind of deal.
0: Oh man, I love that <laughs> movie. I love that movie. It's yeah, great, movie. right? Yes.
2: Knock next time. Knock. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: pictured that being Jason at J Concepts.
2: He can be. there are probably times where you could catch me walking my little figure over and opening the door and sitting in the seat too. So <laughs> just make sure you knock. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying yeah, to remember think, the think,
1: line that he was he was saying to himself while he's playing with the dolls.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, he's saying you're something like uh, you're the princess. Oh. Oh, your helmet, it's so big. <laughs> oh, right? <laughs> that is it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: man. So good. So good.
2: Um, so, yeah. Um, the the personalization thing is, is, is I think, super important. Um, for me, and, and I think it's like mm-hmm. this for others, it gives us the ability to have these things that we couldn't necessarily have in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, the crazy Jeep with all the bits and pieces that would set a person back $100,000 to buy in real life. They can have it, and they can have it six times over on a shelf in their room in the house. They can drive Mm -hmm. it like crazy and not worry about having to have it bring them back home safely. You know, just really, really expensive Hot Wheels that you can drive. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, that, that's why yeah, a I mean, that's what I—that's
1: it that's definitely what I see out there. Uh, there's a lot of that in the monster truck stuff that we have been doing, and um, it, there's there's definitely a little bit of a crossover um, with some of the stuff, and uh, that's kind of why we've been doing it. Um, you know, a kind of it's something that we can still race and, and compete with, but then there's the scale side of it too. And, um, and then we have all the same people that, that want to have the real engine, the real interior. And it's, it's funny, like it all is, it's very, there's a lot of similarities.
2: Very much so. Very much so. You know, it's, it's, we're all into music. Just some people like hip hop, some people like country, some people like this. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all music. You know? mm-hmm. So we're all in the, we're all in RC cars are just different. We want to drive them differently, personalize them differently.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: For me I like all RC cars it's the racing is a bit overwhelming for me. I truly can't be bothered anymore yeah <laughs> um, uh, 40 amp charges and uh, and just all that kind of stuff just is that's overwhelming. This is a breath of fresh air
1: yeah there's a lot there's a lot to that and you know to me I'm, I'm a fan of all like you said all the RC cars. Um, you know there's some people that'll say oh well you know i i like racing stuff and it's like all right well yeah. all right so you know it's like well if you're racing you know so you know we got people that are you know we're doing drag racing you know we do drag race stuff and we have monster truck stuff and so i'm like well they're racing too you know it's drag racing monster truck racing you're yeah. like well no but yeah. this other racing it's like all right well so you actually just you're saying that you just are into buggy racing <laughs> it's like right.
2: it's like yeah, these other not guys into are the competition racing in general you're, just you're saying, into driving a buggy yeah
1: right so yeah it's kind of funny how that all works but then when they start thinking about it then they're like yeah that might be what it is so yep uh, yeah Absolutely. it's interesting yeah so what else, uh, you got anything uh, else there, Gabby?
0: Uh, this is from uh, Mark Rogers. He asks, uh, will Element be directing the Enduro's accessories range towards the super scale builder market or will it be directed more towards the crawler competitor market?
2: Um, it's going to be easier as a competitive racing company to develop the products that would be for the competitive side. Um, we don't have as many modelers here to create little wild wheelies and Jerry cans and high lift jacks and the kind of stuff that that, that uh, it's a different skill set, you know. Developing a transmission versus um, developing an action figure is a completely different animal. Um, so I would suspect that our stuff would be a little bit more on the comp side, but we will absolutely touch on the scale as well. With um, probably can't say with what, but we will. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put. little. The way I will word it is: we will we plan to go all in. This is not something we want to tiptoe into. We will go in and invest just like we do with Team Associated. Right.
1: Uh, and we'll have to have a part number for the mini Cliff Let doll as the driver.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we got a. Well, the part number will be ninety one. Ah. Oh. <laughs> that was the, he won the world. Yep. Ninety one worlds. <laughs> That's what we call him. That's what everybody calls him in the building. He's called 91.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, so that's his nickname.
1: So we've gone away from Buggy Master.
2: Now it's just 91. 91 is more of the new demo. Buggy Master is, is the old world guys.
0: Uh, here's another question. Now. Was Element birth or b- adopted by Associated?
2: Yeah, birth. That okay. was completely generated in-house.
0: There you go.
2: We developed the name, the logo... The concept, the feel—it's all done by us.
0: That was from Associated Fanboy Kyle Predmore.
2: Ah, you know him. <laughs> yes. There you go. We all know him everybody quite well. on social media. Very knows good ambassador him. for the hobby. He is. We need more individuals <laughs> out of that—that that right. are that excited about the hobby. Yep.
0: And he just wants to congratulate you on the
2: whole new brand. Ah, oh, well, thank you very much. I truly appreciate that. We appreciate that. So, um, kind of a,
1: uh, bizarre question, but you did a lot of the, uh, did a lot of photos, video, uh, that you're showing, uh, with the backgrounds and having the, the appropriate look. Uh, where did you guys do a lot of the, um, I guess, well, first of all, some of the driving test driving. Uh, but then into you know, the photography and the videos and kind of making this setting the stage, I guess you could say.:
2: um, Again, I, that's kind of uh, what I had been doing with my own Instagram on the side, is, is testing those waters and kind of seeing what people liked and what was shared more and what was liked more. And you could start to, to get a feel for what people want. Um, the box art was all shot, uh, if I'm being totally honest, was this shot in a drainage ditch that's just around the corner from Associated. At 10 feet Mm -hmm. in either direction from where I'm shooting, you could probably find uh, debris floating (laughs) down the kind of (laughs) drainage (laughs) channel. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, uh, for example, uh, if you've ever seen the trophy rat box, but that is shot in the bushes. I'm laying on my belly next to a sprinkler head next to the building. (laughs) You know, it's all it's all Mm -hmm. really kind of about perspective.
0: Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, apparently.
2: You know, the the testing, most of the testing was done at Horseman Park, um, which is where Proline by the fire just was. Mm. Uh, John Mm -hmm. Schultz, as I mentioned, did most of our testing and lives out that way. He's about 20 minutes away. That place is like sandpaper. It's brutal on tires. It's brutal on components. Wow. It has crevices and holes and things like that that would really push a vehicle to its limit. And that's where we did most of the testing. Um Some of the tests, some of the photos were big trees and things like that, and a little bit of the video we had done was shot in Big Bear. So that was shot mm -hmm. up in our our local mountains. And then, um, again, right behind us over here, there's a bridge that goes over, and there's a channel underneath it where they've cemented in rocks to kind of create a faux creek wall, I guess you could say. Hmm. And we do a lot of our testing down there, too. It's basically a cement boulder field that's really grippy and aggressive and tears apart parts and rips mirrors off of cars and destroys Lexan. <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot of our testing yeah. down there, too. Got a bag, a bag of broken stuff. Wow. Yeah, so we... I could, I could show you some videos of some stuff. I mean, we no joke drove this thing off cliff. Drove it full speed into, into, into rocks. Dropped it. Kicked it. Rolled it over. Everything you could possibly imagine, dunked it in water, try to make, try to f- shake it, shake it free of any kind of weak links.
3: Hmm.
0: Did you? I uh did quite well. Did you douse it in gas and light it on fire?
2: I'm not quite sure it would survive that all that well. All
0: right, just checking.
2: But it might be for great photography. <laughs> so maybe I'll have to revisit. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right now, I've got I've got nothing but sample vehicles and prototypes, so I'm not going to do it with those. Maybe we'll wait.
0: You said you drove it off a cliff. Did you drive it into cliff? Get the joke? Get it?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I do, and I did, <laughs> and I do yeah. believe that was the pun when we did it. Gotcha. Careful. Yeah. Don't fall off that cliff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hello.
2: Yeah.
1: Heyo. <laughs> he's like, man, I've He's like, yeah, I've heard them all. I've heard
2: them. Yep. <laughs> Dad joke.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, ninety-one.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just so, today okay, at lunch fact, um, uh, he cut his lunch short for... to go to uh to go over to the little rock area and drive an enduro oh right did he? he and his son yep oh wow yeah, he drove for a while
3: <laughs> um,
2: So that's pretty cool what
0: were you saying jason
2: so i was just gonna say
1: i think uh, that's about the extent of the questions that we had from mm-hmm. people uh mm-hmm. asking online but uh You know, anything you want to talk about as far as the future goes, uh, with Element or what people should maybe keep an eye out for, or maybe also give a shout out to the different pages that people should either like or follow or Mm -hmm. keep
2: up to date? Well, um, I like, I like the discovery part of it. So I'd like the, the people to just, just peruse and discover. Um, I can tell you for sure that, that, uh, we have a long list of plans for this vehicle. Um. We have looked out into 2021. We know what we're going to do. We know where we're going to go. We know what we're going to make, and we know how we're going to make it. Um, uh, as I said, this is this is not something we're going to tiptoe into. We're going all in, just like we would Team Associated. Mm. So expect to see quite a bit from us. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as as our influencer team and things like that, those guys have done an incredible job. You want to take a look at if. if Listeners want to take a look at this stuff and, and view the trail truck market possibly for the first time. Um, Harley designs the scale builders guild RC driver online. Um, those are are great platforms to go and check. Um, Hemi storm from, from Europe. He's a, he's a great trail truck ambassador and has some really entertaining videos. Super fun to watch.
0: Yeah. That's the YouTube. Um, that's the one I watched. Yep. That was really good.
2: Yeah. He's, he's super fun great guy and again like I said a great ambassador for the hobby yeah um yeah and then uh, and then keep your eye on us um at elementrc.com element underscore rc on instagram and elementrc on facebook we have very very exciting stuff coming I've been here for 19 years I've never been more excited than I am right now
1: that's pretty impressive
2: yeah but again, I'm, I'm more of a trail truck guy, so I have a vested interest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We also we are also that far planned out with, with racing and stuff as well too. So yeah. Just because we've got that kind of effort going into element does not by any means mean that we rest on our laurels with team associated. It's a different group. It doesn't take away from manufacturing time or R and D time or anything like that. So it won't be detrimental to the race program. I gotta imagine some people would think, "Oh, well, by doing this, yeah. what do you leave behind? Nothing."
1: I like it. You know, I'm I'm a fan. Um, you know, I was waiting to see this uh, release from you guys, and uh, you know, I definitely been following and, and uh, enjoying the content, and um, you know, seeing the little reedy updates too, with uh, you know the <laughs> running some brushed motors again right Um, yeah uh, wow i actually
2: you should have seen seen rick's face when we went in and asked him to order brushed motors (laughs) he was like are you serious (laughs) yeah this this trail truck guys we run brushed motors he was like he asked again are you serious (laughs) (laughs) yes we are does that mean we need to get Tom lathes and brushes (laughs) and springs again (laughs) yes yes,
1: that that is another that is a question i guess
2: right yes yeah. the good thing about these, these brushed motors and these trail trucks is they'll go a hundred hours and not even rebuild it's not like you to yeah. cut it every run it's not it's yeah not you're,
1: you're basically like you're, time, you're ready for almost
2: a new motor by then anyway exactly you can run the brushes almost down to the shunt wow it still runs that's cool yeah you know what's good
1: Gotti is hmm. your questions about uh, brushes and spring combo that becomes
2: relevant again
0: yeah it does wow sure does.
2: Yep. All that stuff comes yeah. back around. It's uh, amazing. You going to be fishing I, through I, your I, box uh, looking for calm drops?
1: Already... <laughs> we uh yeah, I actually already ordered uh, two of the 17 singles for my uh, sport mod monster truck cause That's that's a, awesome. that's a class they run because it's a budget budget side, so. Um, oh, very cool. And that the brush stuff now
2: is is really inexpensive, right? It's very inexpensive. But you know what's weird is it's yeah. not as easy to find as you would think. Since most people mm-hmm. have gone brushless, manufacturing of brushed motors isn't as prevalent.
1: Yeah. So You're like,
2: you're like yeah, wait they, a second, we can't get rid of this, uh, this
1: balancing, this reedy really balancing thing. We might have to balance our uh, <laughs> scale. We have that We're old balancer truck. here.
2: I got it up in the warehouse right here. We... We get that thing out and yeah. turn on the old desk, the tungsten desk lamp, knock the dust off that thing, and balance some some armatures.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, better hold on to that.
1: So yeah, so if, um, that's pretty much what I I have, and uh, yeah, if Brad wants to give any um, shout outs, maybe shout outs to your 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 team there uh, as far as the the associated uh,
2: yeah um, I, I would teams definitely and everyone like to, there. Yeah, I would definitely like to give uh, you know a shout to uh, to what I would like to what I refer to as our core four. That's our Element staff here. Um, nothing that's done in this building is done by an individual. Uh, we are AE is not a marketing ploy or a gimmick of any kind. It is true. This is how we are. This is a family. We do everything together. Um, but when it comes to Element, there was four individuals that uh, really made it happen. It would be Aaron Lane, who designed the truck, John Schultz, who did all of the testing demo, pulling together the demographic and, uh, and, and bring to the table, the knowledge of the, of the segment and Dave Palacios, um, who's our graphics guy who designed the logo, the box, the feel, the apparel, and really made it look, uh, cool. And then me who, uh, just happens to be the guy that kind of puppeteers it all, I guess. Mm. Um, I don't do much. I just make sure that the guys who are really good at what they do stay on task. Yeah. I'm, I'm very blessed to have a, a good team around us and, um, yeah, look forward to, to showing more stuff. Very, very excited with what we have coming. Um, I would like to uncork it all right here, right now, but I can't, oh but you'll have to wait. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Well, we'll all wait then. And, uh, Excited for sure. Uh, excited for you guys, and uh, you know, still a uh, team-associated driver on this side, and uh, you know, definitely a uh, loyalist. And looking forward to getting um, one of these trucks myself. And uh, we're going to do some events uh, this year, and and uh, definitely be a, a part of this this uh, growing segment.
2: Fantastic! Yeah, I saw that uh, you signed up as a sponsor for K and K.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. Yep.
2: We will be there. So we,
1: yep, we actually have a guy uh, that's traveling from here to go there because that happens to be the same weekend as the Horizon Fest.
2: Yep, half of our staff is going um, to Horizon, half of it going to K&K.
1: Yeah, so we got. Um, we're doing three things that weekend, and we're also that split up. So we got. Yeah. Um, we got some guys going to Horizon. We got a guy going to K and K, and we got a guy, uh, two guys going to the AMS 10.0 in Alabama. So it's going to be an interesting weekend on social media.
2: Oh <laughs> well, the race reports on Monday are going to be plentiful. Good lord! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh,
2: I know you like it. I'm sure
1: you like it when they start with, "Well, this one was in the books."
2: Of course. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> yep. You're like, oh, boy, pop that popcorn. <laughs> this is going to be a good one.
1: It's in the books.
2: <laughs> so,
1: All right. Well, we'll okay. let you go. And uh, appreciate everything. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing everything that you guys have. And um, just best of luck. And we'll see you soon.
2: Awesome. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it, guys. It was nice talking to you.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot, Brad. And if there's uh, anything you can do for me, let me know. Appreciate
2: it. The next time I need somebody to check durability, uh, I'll Jr. dial your number.
0: Absolutely, I'll help you out. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate right. it. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for being on the show, and uh, hopefully, we we'll get you on sooner than later. Absolutely. All right, Brad. Thanks, fellas. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Brad Gag.
1: I would say. Mm-hmm. Out of all the interviews that we've done, probably him and Frank Root to me have sold the product. Oh yeah, um, I think the best. Yep. I think um, we had Frank on a couple times. Man, he he sold that. I can't remember that twenty two. I don't remember if it was the 3.0 or which one it was. Man, he <laughs> sold that thing. And uh, I had people tell me they bought it because they heard Frank talk about it and he was passionately in love with that car. Yep. And it uh, worked. End. And uh, yeah.
0: And hopefully do the same for Element. So.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, uh... you, you can see that. Uh, this is not just uh, throwing something against a wall nah. uh, to see to see if it sticks. If you're going to do something like this, you have to go all in, and uh, he obviously he said that several times. And I'm excited uh, because um, you know this this is a market that really um, uh, axial kind of started. Mm -hmm. uh there i suppose you could say there's some others that were involved but um this was really axial's market uh they kind of started it they cultivated it and um a lot of people jumped into it it's probably the the biggest segment in rc at the uh, surface at the moment Mm -hmm. and uh you know traxxas is in it now um And it had to be very, very difficult in a way to, I could see them trying to sell uh, the team associated guys on uh, getting on board with this. um, Because it's like when, when I'm talking to people about the RC monster trucks and you can kind of see them rolling their eyes and in their head, you know, even though they're not, but you can, you can kind of see it. And I'm, I'm pretty familiar with what he's up against or what what he was probably up against there. And um, But when you go to these different things and you see other people that are passionate about something else, uh, there is a lot of fresh, uh, a breath of fresh air in that. And I'm sure that's what they're seeing. And there's some rejuvenation that goes on because no matter how long you're in something um it gets it gets, uh, gets kind of old mm-hmm. and and the way that the you know the, the industry is now uh the way the racing is now uh you, you need a refresher and you could see that um uh, these there's certain people that like rc cars and they always will but they they come and go because something's burnt them out of it. So I think right now, um, man, somebody invited me to like their page. <laughs> yeah, I think right now there's people getting getting into this because they like RC cars, but the racing side kind of burn them out a little bit. Yeah, and. And, it, and it's and it's fun for them and, and we have some of those guys here uh, at our at our shop um and they obviously have a, a quite a few of them at associated also and um uh, this is if this is what it takes to keep you know all the rc going and um because we're gonna see racers from this too uh that's gonna go back and forth so it's exciting to see and i i uh I'm looking forward to doing some more of it. Like I was saying, maybe a couple shows ago, um, uh, i kind of made it a point this year. I want to do some, some different things. Uh, not only, you know, we've done the monster truck stuff. I want to do some oval, some dirt oval, and I want to do some, some drag racing and some scale trucks this year. That's kind of my goal is to, you know, work through these different things and, and experience them firsthand, and you know, meet some new people, and, and and try to drag people back and forth between the between the different segments.
0: Well, that was awesome. Big thanks to Brad being on the show, and uh, good luck to the whole Associated Crew on that Element RC. That's like a little map pin there for their um, logo, Jason.
1: That's what we discussed, right? Yeah. Pin it. Pin it to win it. Should I? Should we give them that? Uh,
0: Pin it to win it.
1: Ah, uh, they already got your your jo- your journey is uh, what is it? <laughs> um, what's their tagline? God, why can't I? Journey starts here. I think is what it is. Let me see. Your journey starts here. Yes, I got it. Good job. RC is. Um, I went, went to a hobby shop today because I needed to get some paint for the guys. We we're were uh, going to debut a couple bodies uh, this weekend at the Oval Race. Mm. We got the Spring Dirt Oval Nationals going on. Oh, this weekend? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it's going to be in Omaha. We're leaving on Friday morning. Omaha, uh, Omaha. My. <laughs> so. Paint Manning. But I had to go get some paint and. It's tough because when you're into this stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you kind of like it all. You know, I see things and I'm like, you know, you shop online and it's like you, you click on stuff and you're thinking, <laughs> man, do I do I need this? I kind of like this.
3: Yeah.
0: Buy. Buy.
1: <laughs> uh, man, lately, God, I've been so terrible on eBay buying stuff. <laughs> God, I don't know. It's just the combination between it being so easy. Um, yeah, a couple. You're a couple clicks away mm-hmm. uh, from a buy it now on something. God, it's horrible.
0: <laughs> spending some cash.
1: And, and it's not like you know you're spending like four or five hundred dollars no. every time. Um, you're you're just you know you're you're nickel and dime in it. You know you're like, ooh, what's this? I could get this for my. Uh, I I'll buy RC stuff on there. Mm-hmm. I buy vintage stuff and current stuff, parts for vehicles, you know that we need, and and uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Buy some uh, vintage monster truck stuff. You know, you you see a see a photo well like, you know a 1990 photo of Bigfoot it's like man I gotta have that huh. you get it and you look at it and you're like okay I'll put this in my closet I bought a shirt the other day and I was all happy I was like man this is cool I've never seen this before it's a snake bite t-shirt I saw on eBay I'm thinking man I've never seen this before this looks I gotta have this it was like $30 you know uh uh-huh i buy it and i sent it to one of the guys from bigfoot i'm like man check it out what i just got on ebay and the guy's like i don't recognize that that might be fake and i'm like oh what <laughs> <laughs> yeah <Dope. laughs> um so we'll see what happens when it comes in he's like i'm gonna ask around the shop and
0: see if it's um, legit
1: yeah, he's like I'm going to check around with people and see if they've if they've seen this yeah. before and then I'm you know of course then you're examining the photos even closely and I'm just <laughs> like I like damn is this you know and you go back and look and
0: Well, you got it on eBay, right? Yeah. We'll see if it's authentic and uh, see if he put 100% authentic in the listing. If not, give him a bad feedback rating. If it's not real,
1: yeah. I don't think I've ever given anybody a bad feedback for some reason. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> Even if they screwed you over,
1: <laughs> I got a. I bought. I bought something from somebody. the The one that pissed me off the most was, I bought a RC ten T from a guy on eBay, and you know, I, I I'll I will say that I didn't. I didn't check it over super carefully in the photos. I just, it looked good. And, but then when I got it, I'm looking at it and I'm like, (laughs) I'm just like, the guy painted the bottom of the chassis. And you can see where, you know, it was like masked and then painted. And I'm just like, I think it's the only one I've ever complained about. I like messaged the guy and I was like, "The chassis is painted." He's like, "Yeah." And it was like, "Yeah, it's like so." And there was other things wrong with it besides that. That was just kind of annoying.
0: Did you give him bad feedback? Uh, Negative feedback. I don't think I
1: did. Uh, I don't think I did. I just told other people not to buy from. Yeah. So, yeah. I've actually bought some, been buying some stuff, you know, for the for monster trucks on eBay, mm-hmm. for my for the RC stuff because it's like, you know, the the truck we're using is has a lot of axial parts, so got to go on and buy some things for that. Yeah, keep it up to date. Like I said, I just got some of those new Reedy motors for it.
0: All right, so you're heading uh, – you said this weekend you're going to um, Dirt Oval Race?
1: Yep, a uh, Spring Dirt Oval Nationals over in um, Omaha, Nebraska, and definitely happy uh, to go over and do this. We're going to try to debut some new stuff, uh, show off a few things. Uh, it's a first event for us uh, of this type. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely going to be a learning experience. Um we don't really know what to expect um, in terms of, you know, turnout, racer participation, which classes. So we're we're kind of throwing a or um, doing a couple new things here uh, to see how it goes. And but um actually it's kind of exciting because it's it's going to be a little bit different. And uh, so Thomas and I will be there doing that. So excited about. Seeing how this can how this will work out, and then like he said, we got a big range of events coming up in June. We'll show here. We got, uh, like I said, Spring Dirt Oval Nationals. Fred's at Digger's Dungeon this weekend. That's a uh, RC monster truck event. Oh, that's this Hopler weekend. Branch. Yep. Oh
0: man didn't send me down to that. I could have went and visit my brother. It was right down the road.
1: No. Oh, another big thing, ifmar World's warm up this weekend in uh Slovakia.
0: <laughs> what? At the X ray facility? Yeah. Yep, that's right. Hmm. So who we send in there?
1: Well, we got uh, uh Spencer's gonna be our and we will kind of be our main drivers there. Okay. Uh, So, you know, Worlds is a control tire, so the rear is controlled on both classes. Four-wheel front is controlled. Two-wheel front tire is open, so we send some front tires for testing there. And, um, yeah, looking forward to see. Spencer says he's going to send us some photos as the weekend's going on, so I hope he does so we can – I'm interested to see how how it goes. That's cool. And then we got Fred over there at the dungeon and Thomas and I'll be, God, we just have so much stuff yeah. going on right now. Um, so yeah, Fred at the dungeon, Spencer, Yuna, World warmup, uh, spring dirt oval championships. Uh, Thomas and I'll be at, and then the very next weekend, mm. Thomas is going to go to the manufacturer's cup in Chico, California, which is a one-eighth scale race at A-Main's facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred and I will be at the Bigfoot Open House in Pacific, Missouri. Oh, wow. That's... Uh, which is a race a race and a display for us. Mm-hmm. And then uh, coming back, we'll be going to the HCP convention, which is Horizon's uh, certified partner convention in uh, Champaign, Illinois. Then we're going to go That's set up in a hotel room, kind of, not Chicago show big, but that's the type of thing it is. And then from there, we're going to go set up out at their field. Uh, I forget what they call it, something field, where they're actually having Horizon Fest, um, which is a big RC event out there. And then Paul and Thomas will be at AMS 10.0 in Alabama and rich will be at that k and k event in uh, new york Uh, actually ohio sorry so lots of stuff going on
0: and uh that's it so we will catch you on the next episode and uh we'll check on jason and see how he did over in his, his dirt oval at omaha
1: that's right I'll send you guys some pictures tonight
0: of yeah, what we're working on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Dirt Oval, Jason. And Jason was on a, he was on a Dirt Oval podcast. Um,
1: yeah, it was several months ago.
0: Yeah. So catch him over there. I forget the name of the <laughs> yeah. podcast. I'm sorry, guys. But
1: Dirt Oval. Something. I think it's actually the RC Dirt Oval podcast. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I think it is. All right. And, uh, recently did a little bit with Justin Doyle too. On his, uh, we talked about some tire yeah. uh, truck tire stuff. So it was pretty specific to a tire truck tire, which was fun.
0: Oh, and you had the, uh, INS race over at, um, uh, Tacoma, Washington, right?
1: Yep. And yeah. Uh, that's, uh, it, Thomas just got back from there. Yeah.
0: And Justin Doyle on the race city podcast is going to be going in depth with that. Is, is Thomas on that episode then?
1: That, that's right. Yeah. Um, Thomas is going to talk to him about, about that, uh, about that event. So,
0: okay. so a lot of
1: cool things happened there. Uh, uh, Mayfield had another big weekend and mm-hmm. let him, uh, fill in the blanks. But yeah, it, that was good.
0: Yeah. So go, if you, if you don't subscribe to race city RC podcast yet, head over there, Justin Doyle. Um, I kind of like this. I'm going to push a lot of the uh, race reports on Justin Doyle.
1: So just, he's like, <laughs> he's like the i the INS is in the books.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, race city RC podcast, Justin Doyle just started that baby up not too long ago. And, uh, he's going to be there with uh, Thomas talking about INS and, uh, other guests. You said Jason was on, you were on there, right? Yeah. And, we talked
1: about the ellipse truck tire not long ago. That's a new yep. stadium truck. Paul when was did, on so. there. Okay.
0: Yep so
1: yeah he talked about the buggy version and aqua compounds so yeah a lot of good technical information uh, recently going on there
0: cool race city podcast head over there give him a sub tell him God he sent you yeah sub yeah sub jconcepts.net you know the you know the drill guys and you already do it but tell a friend get somebody hooked on RC and then tell them to buy J Concept stuff that's how it goes right
1: yeah at least come see us on the website or social media
0: yeah yep spread that around pop in <laughs> pop in and get our decals all that good stuff you guys know the rule uh drill here uh carpeys.com boomrc.net i'm sure stick it one does them too they st- do
1: them for me
0: stick it one yep you could drop down they got a nice little menu there rip is in there mm-hmm. take a picture of the logo on your car send it to us they will hook you up something. with something And uh, go visit our good friend Paul Lemieux at TeamGravityRC.com. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, Jason.
1: See ya.